Okay, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. <laughs> this is a nice day. I'm so glad you wanted to do this today. I know, it's been a while. I know, and I it gets it. me start. It's my day started so, so great. You know, I always feel like I'm on a... So today I woke up and I opened to page 44. Okay. And I'll just read you a little bit what mm-hmm. it said here. Mm-hmm. Spirit must be understood as a whole, continuous, and unbroken thing. Whenever a person views spirit as the opposite of matter, he has entered the world of misconception and duality. It is not true that spirit is material and heaven is of the spirit. Spirit is the unity of us all and of heaven and earth. It is through the oneness of spirit that miracle of prayer can work. It is through the oneness of spirit that the power of dreams, of visions, and of prophecies can work. In the spirit, we are one. I just love how just reading that reminds me that my day, this day, this life of mine, you know, this earth thing that I'm doing (laughs) is also connected to something that I'm not aware of, that I'm seeing in it makes me aware of it and I think well what about the spirit of dawn you know so 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 the actual body of dawn is going to go do a lot of errands today you know but where's the spirit of dawn going to be you know? well and it makes me think let's take the errands for example yeah. right that that idea that heaven and earth it's one right that there's because of the spirit so when you're driving and you do have your parking spot angel. Yes, I do. <laughs> but, but what what do errands look like then if going in with this idea that it's all connected? Right? Right. right. So do, do we open up our minds and say, okay, well, I've got my list, but guide me if there's anything I've forgotten. Right. Or, or just, you know, as I go through this list, because some things you just have to do. You know, they're just right. physical But can this needs. be a very joyful experience? And can you put yeah. me in the right place at the right time with the right and, people? And can you show me the? Can you show me the completeness of it? Uh, like, how does this? How does this answer my day? Um, you know, like I don't know. Just like one of the things I have to do is go pick up this big beef tenderloin for the party, <laughs> and you know I have to go kind of far away to this special butcher and all that <laughs> stuff. So I'm like, okay, you know, um, maybe it'll bless the beef tenderloin. <laughs> I don't know, you know, just have, I just want to bless the party. I just want to bless everybody that comes and celebrates. And, you know, it's it's just sort of a centerpiece of things. And, um, you know, just to do everything as if it's a blessing. And to do everything as if it's more than just the thing it looks like. But it's also... It's me communicating with God somehow in in what I do. I mean, I remember somewhere in the Bible, there's this thing about, you know, everything you do is, um, is a gift to God. You know, mm-hmm. you do everything in the glory of God. That even cleaning your house and wiping up your kids' messes <laughs> and such, you know, is all part of the glory of God that... Um, that we serve, you know, through the, through our hands and through our actions, we serve God. And sometimes, you know, as a woman, it's hard to see 
um, what my very modest, small roles in life, how they are in any way glorious <laughs> to God or to anybody. But it's a good thought, and it, it kind of helps me get out of my small mind and into sort of a bigger mind of things, you know. Well, it reminds me, you know, we we just read further on a little bit um, before pressing record, and it's this idea that that wholeness, right? So mm-hmm. this how it how it all arches together and connects together. So spirit, we recognize then there's this connection with everything, and and it it says. With tranquil firmness, he assured me, there is just one spirit. Well, I persisted, I always know when you enter the room because your spirit feels different. And he says, no, it is my love that feels different. We are each known by our love. Spirit resonates to our love. It's just like a lake with many fishes where every fish sets off a different vibration within the water. So too, your love resonates differently with the spirit than anyone else, like a fingerprint. You may say, this is what another spirit feels like, but actually, this is how the spirit, the one and only spirit, resonates to him. If you want the one and only spirit to resonate with you more affirmatively and distinctly, then truly be the love that you are. Which you have learned to recognize, Glenda, is my love. My love feels like no one else's. Love is an energy with your signature on it also. Feel it. Then we talked about your mother's love feels like no one else's, and so it is. I don't want to just keep reading, but, yeah. but with, with those two concepts combined, and this one word from what you read, which is wholeness, I just keep on, and there's been a message in my life recently that literally has said one person can rise the whole tide. Mm-hmm. because of your experience of that love or what you're resonating with yeah. that that it's enough so i think about you going to the butcher and you walk in and you might have a 3 minute interaction with them but if you are if you are fully your love that could quite literally change their entire day well i i have to say i i have been changed by somebody's right. love you know i have had an experience that was just so positive, even as brief as it was, it changed not only my one day, but it changed my memory of, of right. days. And right. I and those are those are wonderful gifts that I think we place in the world by being who we are and and by again, like you said, being the love that we are. It's like doing everything with love. Like everything you do, do it with love. And it and it goes back to what we talked about last time. Like, what if there are no big things? Right. Like, like this idea right. you're like, I just have this day of errands. Yeah. But, and I think about Jesus when he actually was walking the earth. He wasn't doing, I mean, they became big things because yeah. the crowds came and he needed to feed the crowds. And then, boom, a miracle because he resonated with spirit. I think that's the prayer uh-huh. connection. But... But they were just walking around. Like if you if you boil it down to yeah, what was right. he actually doing? Right, like yeah. he was a carpenter. He was like we the book discusses. He helped his his family businesses, his uncle, right. And these weren't he these weren't 
life-changing businesses that then were right. altering the world. He did not world. create a rocket to go to the moon. Right. He did not. He didn't do anything other, you know, extraordinary or different from everybody else around him, except the way he did it. Right. Was extraordinary. Right. And it was miraculous. And his presence enough. Yeah. Was. Was miraculous. He, his presence was healing. His presence right. was. Was he had some amazing way of of just being so connected to spirit and so connected to God, you know, like, well, it was God, but, you know, like so connected that it was all, everything was possible through him. Right. And, yeah, wow. So by connected, like you were saying this morning, we both love doing this in the morning because we, I think we just dive so deeply and then... And it makes us feel connected. And it makes us feel connected. Well, it certainly makes me conscious, you know? Yeah. And it makes me think when I drive my car, you know, to drive it consciously, like to just and, you be know, in the world. That's what you know? I was, you know, years ago, it was a rather annoying question, I think, that was posed. And I think you've got to be careful about the questions you ask yourself. But one of them was, if if Jesus was alive today, what car would he drive? <laughs> right? And it was so annoying. What a funny it's like, question. Because you get into this, like environmental versus right like what is it an SUV is it a Tesla like who knows right was it what and, a funny and I was driving on the highway and it came to me and again and it was very very clear it was like whatever car was in front of him like uh-huh. right he, he he was so fully in the present moment yes without the judgment now he talks about like be careful of how, what you do choose to do, just make sure it's resonating with your love. I think more about food, right? This, uh-huh. um, and how we treat food as a living thing. But, but I don't, I just, I think he'd be much more concerned with being the love that he is in the car, around the car, as he drives the car. Yeah, just like yeah. to the people that he's going to. It's not, it doesn't have to do with all these other elements of that we tend to place judgment on. Exactly. And it brings us back to the importance of being in the now. That, you know, if we're fully in the now, um, and we take the thing that's in front of us, and it, it says this often in the book, just do what is in front of you and don't don't wonder what is my purpose, what is my, you know, meaning of my life. The meaning of your life is what your life is. And, and by embracing right. it and really fully experience it, experiencing it consciously in the present moment, you are fulfilling your life. Yeah. It's that, again, it's that simple. But we forget that. I mean, how do we forget the simple things so often? You know, we constantly forget to be in the now. Well, and I think there's a trap in our kindness almost, or in our care and genuine hope for a better world in that we aren't taught that the best way in order to make this world a better place is to be the love that you are. No, right? we're not. No. That is not the lesson. Because we're taught that we're not good enough. Right. We're taught that we're, we're sinners, that we're bad, that right? we're not good. Right. So yeah. how striking is it then if actually the one and only thing you can actually do that then will actually 
send a ripple into this universe is to be the love that you are. That it is as unique as a fingerprint and that people will resonate with that. Then I think we actually have to focus so much more on ourselves than on anybody else. But it's this circular thinking almost with the idea that then others are helped. But personally, and this is you know a little embarrassing to admit because it is so counterculture, I have been so focused on just myself the last couple of months with this philosophy behind that. And it has been very freeing. Really? It has been so wonderful. It was like a wave of relief came over me. Oh wait, I can I can be rich just to be rich? <laughs> because that makes me happy, right? Like I don't right. have to the, the the opportunities then will present myself on how then using money, that money needs to flow and where it can be served and what will bring me joy, right? right? Somebody comes to me and needs something and I have the money, guess what? I'm thrilled to be able to help and that they stepped up and asked or whatever whatever the situation might be. But but there was all this that I didn't recognize, this this mentality around essentially all even the affluence I already have. I have a I have a great education, I have a happy family, I have health. How the question that's been posed to me is how then are you using that to serve others? Which very, very noble question. But what if that I, I and I recognize I was getting dragged into that because I didn't have the right answer. But what if it's just to be happy <laughs> and be healthy and be be it? And then, who knows whatever, because I think the bottom line is, everybody is going to do what everybody's going to do. Yeah. So, me sharing a health tip actually doesn't do anything other than maybe I just out of my effervescence I wanted to share. And if somebody's resonating at that moment with that, then it can connect. But me intentionally going out to do that, it just wasn't resonating with me at the time. I, I'm kind of going in circles. But, but I think the deeper you go personally into your love and the deeper you own it on all aspects because of spirit, then the rising tide lifts all boats. Right. And that it's actually, if you think about multiplying yourself a million times, the fact that you're a happy person, a healthy person, a person that's not making demands on society to take care right. of them, and um, actually can contribute to society and actually be, you know, a, a, right. you know, a, a giving part of society versus a taking part. And you multiply that by a million, wow, wouldn't you want to live in that right. environment? But we all are only just ourselves. So by being your happy self, by being your full self, by enjoying yourself, you're creating an environment of joy for everybody that comes near you and interacts with you in your whole day. And we all interact with people. And I would love to have a day where everybody I interact with is joyful and happy and and not troubled, right? Wouldn't right. that be great? And then also, if you are having a bad day, if you are troubled, and you have people around you that 
can lift you up and show you that life is more than just this trouble you know that's also very helpful and very inspiring and but can imagine if everybody just sat around thinking, well, I'm a sinner, I'm really bad, I'm no good, I've got nothing to offer, you know, blah, 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 blah. And and, but actually, and what it's actually teaching is there's an external thing, they call it maybe God or the church or religion or confession, whatever it is, that needs to happen and be done in order for any relief and okayness in your own life. But if the whole answer is within yourself... Because then, God is it's within exactly. you. Because it's not God is distinct. part of you. Your spirit is one with you. And that right. means God is one with you. That you're already filled with God. And you just have to recognize it and express it. And if you're expressing the God in you, you are going to be as joyful as, as a person can be. Don't you think? Right. I mean, that is truly joy. And that is truly love, is being you know, expressing God. And and learning that unconditional relationship with source and self and God, whatever word you want to That use. God loves you no matter how imperfect you are. God loves you now. He doesn't love you later when you fix right. yourself. He loves you now. God is love now, inside of me now. It's not waiting, it's not hovering above my body, mm-hmm. waiting for my body to be perfect. It's already my body. It's already my body. It's already right. my soul. It's already my mind. It's already my thoughts. It's, it's, it's all God's in all of those things. And maybe I just need to stop trying to control things so much or think so much and just let God be whatever it is through me and through that little imprint of individuality mm-hmm. that I am mm-hmm. and the imprint of individuality that you are. We all, it's right. like we all, it's like, it's almost like a concert, you know, we all express yeah. a different chord uh, into the world. Uh, yeah. A different, you know, play that, a different note. And together we make, a, we make music. Right. Um, but I can only be mine and you can only be yours. And so often we try to be, you know, somebody else's or some strange notion of what, what a good chord is. Or we don't have to take the time to really figure out, wait, that, using music, yeah. which I think is a great metaphor, is that resonates. Yeah, right? right? Like you hit your note. There yeah. is a feeling of when you hit your note and you... Hey friends, hey listeners, we had a little glitch where our recording stopped right around here. So we're going to end this episode and wish you well, and we'll continue on next week with the new one. We hope that you follow, we hope that you're finding joy, we hope that you feel the connection we do with not just the lessons, but with each other. So much love to all of you. Thanks.